0: Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. So per the topic and title of this episode, I will be taking you behind the scenes and sharing with you a very vulnerable time in my business during the third quarter in 2021 of how I had to host an event out of town, out of state, without a team and by myself. So if you've had a chance to listen to some of my previous podcast episodes, I have taken the time to explain how I started having live events. What were some of my first experiences having live events, whether it be in-person CE workshops, or CE workshops out of town, and of course, some VIP experiences, which are typically hosted in Vegas. And so to take you all the way back to 2020 is I chose to host my very first live event out of California um, in Vegas with a group of clinicians, a very intimate group of 11 to 12 therapists that would be hosted at the Aria Hotel. Um, That event showed me how powerful it is to get in front of therapists in person and also for them to be able to connect because a lot of them were in the Dope Therapist Academy with one another. Some of them had connected if they lived in the same state or they connected via phone, but majority of them, 99.9% of them, had never seen one another in person, in real life. And so... I thought this would be a very good opportunity for them to get with one another and also experience some breakthroughs in their business and also experience a mastermind. So from that experience and just watching the testimonials that came after through a video that they made with the videographer, I realized that I wanted to have more in-person events. But unfortunately, due to the times that we live in, I knew that I had to be very conscientious of where the location would be hosted, how many people would I want in a room, and then would I give enough people enough time to be able to plan to travel there, get there, get a hotel. And also if it's more of a VIP experience where it's higher level masterminding, that I would give them the opportunity if needed to pay for their VIP experience in installment plans. And so needless to say, in the end of the first quarter of 2021, what I chose to do is put it out there, put a filler out there first through polling on Instagram. And a lot of therapists said, oh my gosh, can you come to this location, this location, this location? And so... After really looking at the options and also looking at what was going on in our global economy and then just what was going on with the pandemic, I just chose to go back to Vegas because to me, it was easier and safer to have a smaller event that can still seat about 11 to 12 people, but I would be okay with six to seven people coming because then we can spread out more. And it's also very accessible to me to be able to drive and take all of my materials just with my husband. So at the time we had a part-time 20 hours a week integrator and project manager, but she also helped us host events. And we chose not to have her attend just because we were looking at, Finances. This was not an event that was planned the year before in our quarterly CEO generating revenue generating activities. And so we thought, or I'm going to say I, I thought to myself that it would be best that. I go and really spend intimate time with the students or clinicians that would attend because when I actually look back at the last event that I had, we had my husband, my best friend attend for assistance. It was a three-day event and not a two-day event, but we also had a photographer and a videographer. And one of the things that I realized after hosting that event is that we actually did not need a photographer and videographer the entire three days. We really could have just had them for half of a day to get a group picture and then get interaction pictures with like some activities. And then also my husband was not in the room with me. He was just more being there of support. And if I needed anything, like he had to go pick up food and snacks and things like that, he would go do that. And so we chose to just have the two of us go, And truth be told, we were actually going to take our three-year-old son and my husband was just going to take him out of the town, take him to like the aquarium, some bouncy houses, and then, um, you know, maybe come take him back and, you know, get a nap in the room because the way the room was structured is that the ARIA conference room has a sliding door, which divides it up from a very large living room that then divides it up to a very large one bedroom suite. So we would have enough room for us to detach. You can watch TV, they can go to the pool, they can walk around, there's plenty for for my husband to do with my son. And so we had everything planned out until two days before the event. Um, we had had four people confirmed that they were coming and I was very fine with that number just again, because the numbers of the cases with this pandemic was slowly increasing again. So I was okay with four people attending and I actually had new all four participants. Three of the participants were actually part of my Dope Therapist Academy from 2020. And then one of the students was actually my elite coaching mastermind in which she lives in Vegas. And one of the perks of being part of the mastermind for this year is I told them if and when our world opens back up and if and when I choose to have live events, you are able to come for free if you are one of my VIP one-on-one mastermind students. So she took full advantage of that. And she actually came out for the full two days. So that was also nice for the clinicians, of course, to see what it was like for a student building a private practice, but also having streams of income to balance moving from growing her practice and business to scaling her business. And so two days before this event, I was packed. I packed all of the materials. I even did like an IGTV on it because it was more of a rinse repeat because I had done this event before. I also had just returned two weeks prior from a New York event for one day. And so most of our equipment was already packed. And of course, because we're not flying, we're able to put all of our stuff in boxes and in suitcases just to just put it in the back of our car. Now the typical drive to Vegas for us, if we leave early in the morning, it's about a three to three and a half hour drive from where I live, which is awesome because I can enjoy the scenery and things like that. So two days prior to us going, my husband started noticing some stomach issues and we thought that it was like the stomach flu because he had eaten like a breakfast uh, sandwich at McDonald's or something. And so I'm like, see, I told you that's why I don't eat McDonald's. So... Um, We thought that we will monitor his symptoms, but remember our youngest son was supposed to go. Now, clearly he can't go if I'm by myself. And I started to have a little bit of anxiety because it wasn't that I didn't think that I could handle the event by myself. And by the grace of God, four people had confirmed not 11 or 12 or 25 or something. But at the end of the day, I did not want to host an event by myself because you never know what can come up and what additional support you need. And so my husband's symptoms did not get better by the next day. And here we are 24 hours away of needing to drive. And so I thought to myself, okay, we really need to find a backup for our three-year-old son. And another issue is that we live 50 miles out from our family. So what would happen is I would need to drive down to LA and then drop my son off come back home, pick up the items, then drive to Vegas because we're actually closer to Vegas than our family. I can't drop him off at my mom's house because my mom still works full time. And we were doing this in the middle of the week. Like I would need to leave on Tuesday. The event was on Wednesday and Thursday. I was supposed to come back home on Friday. And so We finally got in contact with his mom, um, the night before I'm supposed to leave. And the mom said, yes, I can take him. So I packed his bags within one hour, drove him out to his mom's house in LA, drove back. And I realized my husband could not go like, we don't know what this is. So just in case you lock yourself in a room because we live in a time where anything looks like everything, you know what I'm saying? So I said, let me keep my distance. And so What I did to protect myself, because I also follow the rules that I give to live event participants, we have a health waiver because I firmly believe that I, as a leader, need to set the tone for events, especially during these times when I host them live. I don't think a temperature is is enough, but I encourage people to screen themselves with making sure that they haven't had a temperature, that they haven't been exposed. And if they have been exposed, they need to have negative tests. I'm not making people bring a negative test in, but I just have them sign a waiver that they've taken care of themselves and I do the same. So I took technically three tests in a, um, like a two week frame leading up to even the 24 hours before the event. And I was clear, you know, because I had to take it for also some TV broadcasting um, activities in my business that I had to do. So when you are on a TV set, you actually have to do like two tests, one before, and then one right before you walk on set to protect you and the people that you're going to be on the set with. And then of course I took another one just before I went to Vegas, just to make sure I was good. And they all came back negative. So I was straight. So took my son to my mother-in-law's house and I drove to Vegas. And just to keep myself occupied, I'm going to walk you through how I was able to mentally prepare for this process. Um, Now, in terms of vulnerability, one of the things that I started to recognize is that my body started to react I'm going to say initially a little weird and I could not put my finger on what it was, but I started to feel anxiety. Then when I sat still, I realized when I tapped into like even my gut feeling is that my stomach is starting to hurt, not to hurt, but more because it feels like March, 2020, because March, 2020 is when our world hit pause. And that, I remember that body reaction. It's it's like, it's trauma. It's not like trauma. It's trauma because I felt like I was already hitting a breaking point on a personal level with just like blended family chaos. I won't go in detail, but some blended family stuff started to come up again. And then also... Just like, you know, my husband getting sick. Okay, we got to figure out stuff to do at the last minute. Then of course, things that are happening in our world that we have no control over. And then when this pops up, I'm like, is this a sign? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) For me to stay home, for me to cancel it. These people have purchased plane tickets. They've gotten hotels. Some of them are already there. And so what am I supposed to do? And I realize I just need to strap on my big girl boots and push through and make it happen the same way I did the Monday after the Friday that our world pressed pause, okay? So what happened during this event? Like I mentioned the night before, I dropped my son off at my in-laws. I had no one actually to go with me last minute. I did reach out to some people and no one could go. It was also approaching Labor Day weekend. So that may tap into why maybe nobody can go with me. It was also my birthday weekend. So also what I'm thinking about is Oh man, is my husband going to be sick on my birthday? Oh man, we can't do anything. Glad I didn't plan a trip to go out of town, eat outside of Vegas, you know? So I realized that because I still have to follow through, I need to just sign up, get my Starbucks in the morning and leave early, set up my phone so that I can get on my conference call on speakerphone while I'm driving on Bluetooth. Cause I did need to go to a conference call on zoom, but I just turned my camera off. They knew what I was doing and I drove 300 miles and I actually got to Vegas in three hours. I also, when I got there, I set up. You know, my podcast material, I actually put it on my schedule to record podcasts because since I'm going to especially be there by myself, I might as well get in some work because I don't know what I'm going to walk into when I go home. I'm not sure. And so I got there, I cleaned the room, I went and took myself out to eat, got some Hattie B's chicken, I bought some birthday gifts for myself. I went to Louis Vuitton and Gucci and enjoyed my time while I was there. But I also realized because I was there by myself, It did not feel the same. Now, truth be told, as soon as I got there, after I cleaned up, I called my husband and my stomach is hurting even right now, just saying the story again. I called my husband like in the middle of me cleaning up and he saw that I wasn't looking on the up and up. And he was like, are you good? I know you drove out there by yourself. You've never done that before for an event. He's always been here with me. And so I was telling him like, I just feel like, I'm going through a harvesting season. And one of my friends actually had questioned like, what is my definition of a harvesting season? Because her definition is planting seeds. And I said, that's my definition as well. But I also believe that the beginning of a harvesting season, at least from what I have been taught at a few sermons in church, is that when you're going into that next level, what may happen is you need to go through, for example, I'm gonna give you a visual. Imagine yourself in an open field with like, I don't know, corn or something like that, right? Because we just had a cornfield like next to our house. Pretty crowded. You probably don't want to walk through it, right? It's probably like very hard to walk through. But in order to get to the other side, you have to cut down the corn. The corn may be hard to cut. They may be tall. They may not want to go out without a fight. But if you want to get to the other side, you have to cut them down and it might make you cry. It may hurt. It may give you a whiplash, right? So that's not the way that my Bishop had explained it, but they did do a demonstration. And the moral of the story was you may have to go through multiple things up and down, and you may even question, why do you have to go through this? But as I've learned through various obstacles that I've ran into in my personal life and in my business, There's always the upper side, the upper room, right? On the movie life. If you believe that anything is possible. And I really hope that I'm speaking to you. If you feel right now that you're going through a season, that's pretty hard. So Yes, I was very blessed to have a suite. Yes, I was very blessed to be able to get there safely and have four therapists come. But at the end of the day, it was a lot of other things that I won't disclose on a personal level that was hitting my family within 30 days and it was rough. So your girl broke down. I just started crying. And before I cried, I had told my husband, I said, I feel like I need to cry because I've been holding it in for so long, trying to be the strong person because we're human. And as soon as I said it, I guess my body was waiting for me to give it permission and I broke. And he just allowed me to cry. I was red. And so, you know, he talked to me, I did a prayer and then we got off the phone and I continued to clean up. But after that cry, it was more like a release. And I was like, I got this shit. Like I've done this over and over again. And at the end of the day, I'm the one that's running my programs and I've done a hell of a job over the last three years with my group programs. So I'm good. God's got my back. I got here, didn't I? Safely, right? So I treated myself, like I mentioned, to some birthday gifts. When I got back, I recorded two podcast episodes. And then I noticed that my voice was going out. So I was like, okay, let me stop. Because I also noticed that it was being impacted by the air conditioner in the room because I didn't realize I was sitting right in front of the freaking air conditioner system, right? So nevertheless, I was able to host two days of an epic workshop with the students being exposed to the mastermind. The transformations in the room were epic. I do want to actually reach out to those therapists and have them on some future podcast episodes just to show therapists the difference between even a live event or being in DTA and then being open to learning more things about scaling your business. And then on top of that, being able to have that being hosted in a live workshop. And so 100% of all three therapists that have been part of DTA, all of them end up taking the last three spots of the mastermind, which is why I didn't really promote the mastermind the way that I did it last year, because the people on my list and in my community knew about it, but I kept telling people Hey, we really only have four spots because 16 out of the 19 students who were here last or this year for next year actually renewed, which speaks volumes of their transformational experience in the program. So we were able to 100% state the week that I got back that all the spots in the mastermind was done because what I allowed the participants to do is to ask any questions that they have on a one-on-one, like 15-minute abundance match call because maybe they needed to go home and sit on the information that they learned because especially with a 10-month commitment for the 2022 year, I wanted to make sure that they knew also what they were signing up for because DTA is five to six weeks. So what did I learn during this? vulnerable experience. So remember I made the statement that it feels like March. So one of the things that I learned is we all go through seasons. And what I realized is that I needed to reflect on the strategies that I used to the bounce out of the season that some people were stuck in last March and probably are still stuck in. I had a different approach. I sat down and said that following week, I want to publish hundred podcast episodes, which means I need to publish 86 more because I had only published like 14 or something. What kind of plan do I need to put in place to make that happen? And then I made that plan. You can go check out that podcast episode. I stood up and I shook it off. I don't feel like I was brought this far to cancel anything, right? I also knew how to throw an event. So I realized that if I already have everything in place, I started off my very first workshop in person in my office in Cerritos with like eight therapists by myself. So if I did it then, why can't I do it right now? i also realized that this experience taught me that seeds are being planted. And because this is my gift, I need to make sure that I show up like it's a thousand people in a room, even though it's four. That's always been my philosophy. Always give more. I overpack whatever I give with value. I also treated the attendees as though my whole team was all there and these students were already my mastermind students and they saw that and I know that they loved that. So at the end of the day, I mean, let's be real. Was I tired after those two days? Hell yeah. Did I cry? Yeah, I shared that with you. Was I happy that I had set up my business to test out systems so that I can make sure that all I have to do when I do future events or future programs, that all I'm doing is making enhancements and rinsing and repeating what I've already done because I know it works? Yeah, because this isn't my first rodeo and it won't be my last. Now, one thing I am grateful for is that God told me, when I was planning this event, because I was looking at various locations, I'm very glad that I planned it in Vegas. Because could you imagine if I needed to get on a plane, take all this equipment, get off a plane, go get a car, that would have been a lot. And I'm very familiar with Vegas because it's a hop and a skip away from home, right? My mom, because of my voice, she put me on game to the medicine ball tea because when I think about tea at Starbucks, I think about cold tea, like the strawberry refreshers, right? But she was like, no, go get the medicine ball. It'll help clear up your drink. And my students now knowing the um, DTA program and my mastermind, I actually got that drink in front of me right now. Like that's my number one drink in the morning now. And honestly, when I was in Vegas, I started drinking like two to three a day just to save my voice. I had to rest and reset every single day. I made it a purpose during that event and I knew this going into that event, but I made sure that I did it I was taking my vitamin C every morning. I was also making sure that I, when well, we did this anyway, like spray down the room, but I just didn't have any help. So that took a toll on me because I had to spray and wipe down the whole room, all the doorknobs, bathroom every single day. Make sure that the, you know, the soap and the paper towels, make sure that they stay stocked and things like that. I also made a choice to, when they went out to lunch, I went out to lunch by myself because I needed to detach and take a break. Sometimes what ends up happening when you host an event and you wanna be very mindful and careful of this, is that if you choose to go and eat out with the participants, which I did that with them that dinner, but with lunch, I made sure to give myself a break. You have to give your body a break, your brain a break, your voice a break. You have been speaking for four to five hours. You have to break. Okay. Um, now of course I can't leave y'all without telling you another seed that was planted that it just felt like another harvesting season process. Right? So at the end of all this, my husband's symptoms were getting worse. So I'm like, Oh my God, like you, and but he was testing negative. So I'm like, what the heck is wrong? And the doctor just said, it might be the stomach flu. It might be, you know, nobody knows. And so I was supposed to go out to eat with the four students for a hoorah, like last dinner, right? I was taking them to a five-star restaurant in the crystals at the Aria hotel. And so God pricked me and said, you still treat them. You treat them as though they're your clients already and you set it up for them. So I went all out in the efforts of calling the Aria um, concierge desk and telling them that I need the bellman men to come and get all my stuff because I was supposed to check out the next morning because I really don't like to drive at night. I needed to get home to my husband. Okay. If my husband is sick, I need to be there. I am still a wife and I need to get my child. You know what I'm saying? Because he wasn't even supposed to be with his mom, his mom-in-law, because he was just with them. And this is why I felt the mommy guilt. If you're a mom, I feel you. I felt the mommy guilt because I was just away in New York for five days, like seven days prior, which is why we were choosing to take him to Vegas. So I had serious mommy guilt leaving. That also made me cry in Vegas. And then my husband was sick and we didn't know what was wrong because what we thought may have been wrong wasn't wrong at that time. So I decided to go ahead and leave at 6 p.m. at night. I sent a message to the girls and said, I'm going to set up for you all to have a beautiful dinner, order a drink, dessert, and your five-star plate on me, right? And they were like, oh, and I said family emergency kind of thing. So I walked over quickly to the Aria Crystals, to the restaurant. I left my card and I love five-star restaurants because they even, they treat you like a dime, right? So they were able to allow me to open a tab and they were able to charge their entire tab to my card. They took a picture of themselves outside of the restaurant. They sent it to me. And I just felt so heartfelt that they were also able to connect and have a good time. And they also told me that they enjoyed the dinner. And that just made me feel like even though I couldn't be there, they knew that I was going to take care of them. Right. And even just saying that just brings tears to my eyes because I want students in my program to know that they are not just a number, they are not just a student, they are now my family. They're also, even though I'm their coach, we're still in the same circle. I'm still a therapist. So I love building not just relationships, but friendships, right? So what season is your business in right now? Do you need support not to give up? If you need daily affirmations and or motivation and you're a mental health professional, I want you right now to text the word ABUNDANCE. If you are not already on my affirmations morning list to 310-388-8603. I've put the number in the show notes for you. We've also had created a hyperlink so you can just click it and put in your information. But if you text the word abundance to 310-388-8603, we can stay connected. If this podcast episode has touched you in any way, Please share it with another mental health therapist that needs to hear how not to give up when they're going through a season. We all still go through them and they will continue to come. The only difference is I love face and mind because I'm prepared to take on a challenge because the harvesting season just shows me that there is something else on the other side of the field. Okay. If your heart calls you to do so, if you aren't doing so already, please follow this podcast on iTunes and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. If you go over to social media, over to Instagram, you can tag me at Dr. TK Psych. Tell me your biggest takeaway of this podcast episode, and you never know what I might drop in your inbox, all right? So I truly appreciate your time today. Please stay connected so that you can tune in for future podcast episodes where I teach therapists how to live life abundantly and also add some zeros to your bank account. You all have a great day. Bye.